Here we go, you guys, and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Motivation Magnet. Today is Tuesday, November 24th, and we're back. Another week, great week. It's Thanksgiving, and we have an absolutely awesome guest, Blaine Fowler from 96.3. He's got an awesome story, so I'm super excited for you guys to hear him. So let's jump right in. How about that? Well, should we just dive right into this show? That's what we're going to do. We're going to dive in. Here we go. Blaine Fowler, 96.3 WDVD. Here we go, you guys. Today we welcome on a very special guest. I know him as Mr. Fowler. You guys know him as 96.3 Blaine Fowler in the morning. Mr. Fowler, how are you? I'm doing well, Alex. How are you? I'm well. I'm excited that you're here. I've been looking forward to this one. You know what I love about you? You always call me Mr. Fowler. It doesn't it's, matter what the setting. No, I have to do it. Like I thought about it today too. I'm like, mom, I can't call him by his first name. It has to be Mr. <laughs> Fowler. And my dad's That's, like, you better call him Mr. Fowler. Like yep. getting into me. So yeah. but I'm your super parents, excited you're here. Your parents raised you well. They tried. They did their best. I hope. I hope. Shout out doing- to, to Michael and Beth. That's right. Huge shout out to the parents. Huge shout out. So this is, this is going to be tons of fun, but I want to start out with how did you get into broadcasting how'd you get onto the radio like did you major in it in school what'd you do no my story is not a good story as far as if if you're trying to sell um you know if you're trying to sell uh basically going to school right it's not a good story i'm i'm so told it, i'm starting i'm in college and i'm getting to the point of i want to like take down the college system so yeah well yeah I, I could join you um, let's do it we'll start it <laughs> so here, here's what i did when i was 13 i think 13 um, my parents, I lived up in the Sioux and for summer camp, they would send us to Michigan Tech. So I guess okay. it kind of does involve school, but it was a summer program. You could take a class for a week. And one of the classes I went for two weeks, the first week I did graphic arts because I thought I was artistic. Nice, nice. Um, the second week I did radio broadcasting. And what they did was in this class and there were like, I don't know, 15, 20 of us. And they would let you go on the air on a local radio station in Houghton and you would sell a commercial, you'd write the commercial okay. and you would do some on air. So you kind of got a general understanding of the business as a whole. Right. And so I won the commercial of the week award, a little piece of paper that said, you're awesome. Nice. And what was the commercial? And, uh, it was for a travel agency. Okay, cool. And it was such a commercial it was just like it sounded so much like it was like me doing a parody of a, a parody it was perfect it was just the like all, okay yeah, i got you I got but you. also a 13 year old kid voicing the spot this going commercial, yeah. come to so-and-so's <laughs> travel on front street in downtown houghton <laughs> is so, this on twitter this you have to have this commercial somewhere right no i don't have it you I don't have save no. it oh man no no i didn't i don't save i, I don't save squat i don't say <laughs> i don't you just go with any. it you just go just, with it it's there. Somebody cares. Hopefully they recorded it over there. <laughs> um, so then I went to our local radio station in the Sioux because my best friend's older brother was working part time at that radio station. I'm like, if he can get a job there, I can totally get a job right. there because I won this freaking certificate. Right. <laughs> so I go in there, And the first time they kind of brushed me off. And then the second time they're like, well, we do need some live bodies making the needles wiggle. How about you do Saturday night or something like that? Right. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I can run a stereo. I have no idea really. I mean, I know how to turn it up and turn it off right, and all that. Right. stuff. I had no idea what I was doing. So they hire me and I worked there for like three or four months. Well, and this was a great education for the radio life. The station gets sold. Oof. Right. Which happens all the time now. Right. Um, so the station gets sold 
And the person who buys it basically shut it down for a month while they retooled. Okay. So this guy who bought the radio station, who at the time I think was 29 years old, and he paid, I want to say like $300,000. And this is 1983, 84. Right. So he pays $300,000 for a radio station for a decent FM signal in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which, yeah, not a big town, but it's on the border with Sioux, Ontario, which is like 80 to 100,000 people. Right. So bigger town. And, yeah. and one of the things that he did that was so smart, he was an engineer, radio engineer. So he knew how to make it sound as good as possible. So he tweaks the living crap out of it. He sets up an automation st uh, situation. Basically, it was it involved reels, reel to reels, and things like that that you'll never ever come in contact with because we don't use tape anymore. Right. <laughs> and and he made it sound like a like a Detroit radio station in Sault Ste. Marie. It sounded really slick compared to everything that was on the dial at the time. It was far and away the best station in town. And then you know people who were displaced, who were fired or let go when the station got sold, he didn't hire any of them back except for one guy. You? Me. Nice. Because I was 14 and I was malleable and I had a good attitude. Right. My tape sucked. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but he got the sense that I would be teachable. Right. So he could morph so you into what he wanted. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, That's awesome. and he could, and I was just like a piece of clay and he could shape me however he wanted. Right. And his name is Dell Reynolds, and I'm still friends with him to this day. So Dell, basically, he brought me on to be a board operator. I wasn't going to talk on the air. I was just going to push buttons. They needed somebody to run the countdown for American Top 40 every Sunday, okay. which was uh, the highest rated thing on that radio station in, in that market. Wow. So it was actually really important. Yeah. And you're like, 14 you running this board? I'm 14 years old running the board at a radio station and the show's getting like a 60 share. Like good Lord to put that in perspective, Alex, if you get like a six share in Detroit, you're in pretty good shape. And you're, I'm just blown away by the fact that you're like 14 years old and you're running this like the right. entire board. That's right. crazy. And, That's awesome. It's though. Not, it's not that hard, but it's, but you're deal. 14 years old. Like look at what 14 year olds are doing now. Right. Exactly. They're not on a board. <laughs> Like they're on a keyboard playing Minecraft, but they're not like going after right. a radio station, which, Hey, you know what? That could lead to something. You right. They could figure out the board. Yeah. Tweet. Yeah. yeah. You can go all over the place. I like it. So I, uh, I start off being a board op and then he's like, okay, I'm going to let you do the weather once an hour during the countdown. Okay, cool. And then that evolves into, all right, when the countdown's done, I want you to stay on the air for two hours and I want you to do a, you know, jock a show. All right, cool. So I did that. And then by the time I was a senior in high school, which is a couple of years later, I was filling in for the afternoon guy. So every day I would get done with school at three and my first talk break was at three Oh seven. So I would basically skip seventh hour. So and I go could be on radio. time. So I could be on the radio. That's and so cool was, though. Yeah, it, it was, it was really cool. And I wish I could go back and appreciate it more because I think at the time it was just like, you know, your ignorance is bliss. You don't right. know. And uh, I learned a ton. I think I told you about this before when we were over at your parents. Um, Dell taught me a lot of thing, a lot of things about radio that most people wouldn't learn in broadcast school. So I remember driving around with him in his old beat up station wagon. Nice. And he would punch up all the various stations in the market. He'd set the the volume at like twenty, right, right. on the car radio, and he'd like 
he'd punch up this station and then our station and then this station, then our station. He was doing like these AB comparisons to the stations. And he's like, what do you notice? I said, we're louder. He's like, yep. And he's like, that's psychological. We stand out more. Cause you're, you sounded like, clear and you're just flat out louder. Like, and you sounded clear. I assume we were, we were straight up louder than everyone else. I okay. think he was probably overmodulating. He was right. probably running an illegal signal, <laughs> but it was a louder, but he had all this compression and all this processing and all that stuff on the signal so that it jumped out right. of the speakers. Whereas other stations, like if you ever listen to a public radio station, they're always really quiet. No, right. Yeah. yeah. Anything on like AM or something. Like, yeah. It's super soft. Well, yeah. even, even AM is louder than public radio. Public radio drives me nuts. They have what appears to be an unlimited budget yet. They don't use it. Right. That's, <laughs> it's just quiet. And if it doesn't yeah, sound it good, up. people aren't going to listen to it. Right. Exactly. Okay. And nice. that's why you have to offer tote bags. Right. Just keep going. Keep learning. See, that's what I've been thinking. Like if my, if my shit sounds bad, nobody's going to mm -hmm. listen to it as it is. No, it so, sounds good too. I mean, that's the goal. Mike. That's the goal. I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. Right. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's a crazy story. So you went from high school as a senior and then did you go to school to, I never went broadcast? to school. I, my mom wanted me to take a class at Lake Superior State, so I took English. I went to one class and then bailed the rest of the semester. And then she got my grades in the mail, and she's like, incomplete? Didn't you go to class? I'm like, no. No. I'm on Were you the on the radio this whole time? Yeah. That same station? Yep. That's awesome. So when yeah. did you move? When did you move, like, stations? I moved... Um, uh, my next move was to Sheboygan to 105.1. I can't remember what the call letters were. And I was doing middays there. So like 10 to three. Okay. It was a music station. And then I went from there to a, an AM station in Petoskey. And the reason I went there is I'd just gotten a new car and it only had an AM radio. So I'm flipping around trying to find something good. Right. And I hear this rocking 1340 wwpz out of petoskey nice and they're playing rush and zeppelin and all this music that i like I'm like i gotta get a job there i hate playing this crap that we play on this station so i reached out to them sent them a tape and they hired me that's awesome so how long it, were you at sheboygan until you went to i was in sheboygan for like six months it was really so quick. it was a quick turnaround it was a quick turnaround then i go to petoskey <laughs> I was at Petoskey for, I think I started out doing the night show. Then I did mornings. I hated doing mornings because I couldn't get up that early. Right. Um, now how the tides have turned. Now, now, <laughs> yeah. Now, look at that. That's changed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I start. I was doing afternoons for a while. I sold too while working on air. So busy. Yeah. Well, I wanted money because they weren't paying squat. I think I was right. making like 210 <laughs> bucks a week. Yeah. So then you, you know. moved from there and you went out to Minnesota? Well, from Petoskey, I went to La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I worked okay. at a station called Z93. And Z93 is a really, there's a bunch of pivotal stations in my evolution, but that one was very pivotal. And I'll tell you why. I started off as the night jock and I was never really ever a good candidate for that job. Okay. Why is that? Not, I'm not a screamer. I mean, at the time, this is like 1989. Okay. 
And the style that was really popular on top 40 radio stations was the guy who's like, Z93, blah, 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 blah. Right, like that classic deep, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that really wasn't my thing. Um, We got a consultant and the consultant was like, yeah, we're sticking you on overnights. I'm like, wow, fuck you. (laughs) And so he sticks me on overnights and the program director had her hands tied at the time. She couldn't do anything. She didn't like that move. Right. She wanted to put me on afternoons and I wanted to do afternoons. At that point, I decided I'm an afternoon guy. Right. So overnight, overnights is from what time to what time? Like 10 p.m. to midnight to uh, 6 a.m. Yeah. Fuck that. That sounds awful. Right. Yeah, that sounds awful. But I'll tell you what, though, him putting me on overnights gave me the fuel to do what I needed to do because I sent him a tape every day. And this is pre-internet. So, so you're I'm, FedExing, I'm <laughs> FedExing a tape to him every day on the station's dime. They were happy to pay for it. They're happy. <laughs> and in six weeks, he bumped me to afternoons. There you go. You got to grind, right? Right. You got to grind. I like that. And then you went from this station, which is Z93... To, right. to St. Cloud, Minnesota, which is uh, KCLD, 104.7. And these two, both these stations are big, fat, 100,000-watt blowtorch radio stations. They're right. really great signals, great history, everything. KCLD, excellent radio station, and it still is. Um, I got there, afternoon drive. I think they made me like the production director or the assistant PD. I can't remember. Um, but a buddy of mine who I'm, who lives actually here in Detroit, uh, the guy who actually introduced me to Mrs. Fowler. No, he's got to be your best friend at this point he's now, right? Definitely one of my you owe that friends. guy. <laughs> yeah, right? I buy lunch a lot. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Chad Bruski, and Chad was doing nights at KCLD, and they had an opening for an afternoon show, and they're like, dude, you'd be a perfect fit come on up to St. Cloud and we'll kick some ass. So I get to St. Cloud. Now, once you're at St. Cloud, you're basically, you know, St. Cloud to Minneapolis is kind of like Ann Arbor or Flint to Detroit. Okay. So it's a smaller town close to a bigger city. Right. And when you live in that area, you want to work in Minneapolis. So this all connects. So the guy who was the consultant who put me on overnights at Z93 is now doing nights at a country station in Minneapolis. Whoa. I I feel like radio is a small world. Oh, it is. There's a saying, you work with the same 11 people over and over again. It's kind (laughs) of true. Right. So I never told the guy, I never told him off. I never burned the bridge or anything. Right. I say that a lot. Never burn bridges. Yeah. Not a good idea. No, not a good idea. Nope. So I'm at, I'm at KCLD doing afternoons and I hear this guy on this country station. It's a new country station and it's got kind of a top 40 feel to it. I wasn't really a country fan, but I wanted, I wanted to do radio in Minneapolis. Right. So I reach out to the guy and I'm like, Hey, do you know if they have any openings like for weekends? Maybe I could come down there, do a weekend shift every once in a while. He's like, yeah, you'd be a great guy for it. I'll put you in touch with the program director puts me in touch with the program director. I go down there for an interview. It goes really well. They want to offer me a weekend gig. Cool. I just got to make sure my boss at KCLD is okay with it. Right. Bring it to the boss. Boss is like, no conflict of interest, too close. Our signals overlap, blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. Right. And I'm like, okay. And I tell the people at Minneapolis, I'm like, listen, I can't take the job. And they're like, 
what if it were a full-time job? I'm like, well, in that case, I can take the job. Yeah, seriously. Okay, we have a full-time opening, but we can't tell you what it is. Okay. What was there? Did they give you a reasoning behind that? Oh, yeah, they did. I replaced the guy who stuck me on overnights. Classic. That's awesome. And I couldn't tell him. What do you mean? Like you can't. I couldn't tell him beforehand. So you like one day, all of a sudden. So one day, he gets the axe, and next day, Blaine's on the air. Damn. Yeah, it's Damn. cold. It's That's cold. cold. That is cold. But I mean, and, I think it's. I don't know how to describe karma? that. I don't know how to describe karma. That, honestly, yeah, that's awesome though. I mean, so I ran into him not too long afterwards, and I just said, "Hey, listen, they told me I couldn't tell you. I said I was going to tell you, but that was one of the conditions." He's like, "No, nah, I get it." That's crazy. Like, so yeah. all of a sudden, do you think he he got the axe and then he turned on the radio one day and then boom, you're yeah. the guy? Yes. Damn, I, I wish I could have seen his face during that when he gets oh, yeah. in the car. <laughs> and he was, you know, still friends with guys in the building. Right. So he knew. He okay. knew who replaced him the second I started there. Yikes. Yeah. So it was uncomfortable. A little but, bit. But you got to do what you got to do. It's business, right? Right. And, you know, I found out down the road they had pretty good reason to let him go. There you if go. It wasn't going to so be me. Out. It was going to be somebody else. So it kind of made my conscience feel a little bit better. Feel better. Feel better about it. Yeah. And this was, this was the country station, right? Right. Who... I love country music. We have a bunch of people that come on here that are like up and coming country singers. Who was your right. favorite guest that you oh, got to God. like meet? Garth Brooks. That makes me so, you don't know how I need it. Like that makes me so jealous. Like Alex, all the country artists I ever interviewed and there were, there were a ton were all cool. Drop some names, for, drop names, drop names. I'm going to drop big names. Let's Tim do it. McGraw. What? Amazing. Did you meet them all? Yes. Damn. Faith Hill, super sweet. In fact, Tim and Faith, that whole thing started at the St. Paul Civic Center on a concert on New Year's Eve, and that's when I met him. Do you think you like started the relationship? I'm going to go ahead and take credit for it, yes. There you no, go. I that's the way so. to do it. I like that. You, you created that, an all-time relationship. The story goes, uh, after the show that night, Faith had had a couple of shots of tequila and supposedly, according to legend, she said to Tim, Hey, I like the way you dance. And he's like, well, thanks. And she's like, can you teach me to dance like that? Classic. And And that was it. That was it. Damn. They fell in love and had a bunch of babies. Tim, what a stud. (laughs) Tim's a stud. Seriously. Tim is a stud. There's no question about that. Alan Jackson. Yep. Met him. Nice guy. Very quiet. Very quiet, Very really? Nice. Very quiet. I feel like you can't be a superstar and be quiet. He is. Really? Um, a lot of the country guys, they're nice, and but they're not necessarily the chattiest. Garth Brooks, I, I think we made him about 15 minutes late for a show. Because he's, he just a, he he's a storyteller. Yeah, he really is. That's he wild. Really is. Shania Twain. Stop. Come on. I mean, that's yep. my like number one crush as it is. Yeah, well, okay, so this is great. I had her in studio, not on the phone. That's even better. And she's and she's gorgeous, right? I mean, she's Were just, you married at the time? She, I'm married, yep. Ah, oh, yep. man. At this point, I'm married to Mrs. Fowler. Well, so. I, I mean, I guess Mrs. Fowler, Shania Twain, I'd probably take Mrs. Fowler, too. So 
smart move. I like that. Yep. You're a smart kid. I try. Um, I try. But she's in the studio, and I had her in studio for like, I want to say an hour. Okay. But I taped it. So then I cut it up so that it sounded like she was on the entire show. That's so smart. How long did that take you to do, though? Not, not that long. Not that long? So you don't have I mean, like, Alex, on, on radio, you don't have people that cut these like stuff up for you? Not then. No, not I didn't then. then. Not then. Okay. I do now. Right. Um, yeah, because I was Matt, wondering. I feel like you'd have like production assistants that would do stuff like that. No, I did it all. And it was wow. really easy. It was seamless. And you just made it work? I would just, yeah. I'm, you know, by then the technology had advanced. You have, um, I think we had a Vox Pro. And Vox Pro is a lot like Adobe Audition or something yeah. like that. Or yeah. Garage. It's really easy to edit with it. Right, yeah. Click and, and go, yeah. Yeah, it's so simple. Like you could train a dog to do it. So we made it sound like basically Shania was in the studio with me for four hours and she was as nice as nice could be. And then the next day she did an event at the mall of America where like 20,000 people showed up just to meet her. She wasn't performing. She was just, the- <laughs> it was just a meet and greet at the That's mall of America. Wild. And there were literally 20,000 people there. That's crazy. Think about that. So when, when they have like you, they come to you, right? And then obviously they're most likely going to a concert after. Do you get right, to go to yeah. that stuff? More often than not, yeah. Did you ever get on like a tour bus? Yes. Dwight Welcome. I've said before, you have my dream job. The more you tell me about <laughs> it, the more and more I want your job. Alex, I'll probably get fired soon enough. You can have you it. I'll just take, I'll, how do I be the guy? All of a sudden you get the ax and you hear my name I mean, on the radio. <laughs> we need to get you a, we need to get you a gig so you can get some hours underneath your belt. Exactly. So. I'll work for free. I work for free. I don't even no, care. No, 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 no. Never, ever, ever. Never say, say you that. work for free. Never say that. No, Never say no, you work no, no. for free. I don't work for free. I don't work. For say free. it to your friends. Just don't say it to the boss. Don't say it to the boss. Don't put it on your podcast that you work for free. Right. I'll edit. I'll click this part out so it makes it yeah, sound like chop you're it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so whose bus did you get to go on? Uh, Dwight Yoakam. Let's see. Who else? His bus was nice. Um, so are you like drinking on the bus with these superstars? Uh, for that one, I was just like a quick hi. How are you? Right. Took a picture with him with my right. buddy, and that was it. He was performing at a small theater that night and he was fantastic. He was just as cool as hell. Right. Like all these country artists, uh, Colin Ray. Okay. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Yep. Great singer. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where the, we got the idea to name our son Colin. Really? After Colin Ray. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. I met him a bunch of times. Super nice guy. Like they come to the studio or you do something at the venue. Right. Um, all of, I mean, really, I can't think of a. There's one country artist who was kind of a jerk. Guy named Mark Chestnut. I've never heard that one before. So, well, there you go. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter. But Um, he was a jerk, so I'm not even going to listen. He was a bit of a prick. Yeah. Right. It happens. It happens. I've had a guy in my show that was like that. You know, it's just like, what are you going to do? Hopefully, not me. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're the best one I've had. And I will say that till I die. Best guest that I've had. All right. I've been looking forward (laughs) to this. I've been looking forward Ah. to this. Okay, so you go from country to 96.3. That's your next jump, right? Mm-mm. There's one more? No, no, no. no. There's several more. Several um, more? Several more jumps. Um, so what happens is, uh, this is, remember the old uh, radio stations being bought and sold yep. constantly? Right. All right, so that happens. We get sold to our competitor's company. Okay. So why should they own two country stations that are going to cannibalize themselves in Minneapolis? 
Right. So at that point, what happened? I can't even freaking remember. Oh, here's what happened. They flipped it rock. And the idea was keep me on doing afternoons because I was a real rock head. Right. So that was, that was good director. for you. Yeah. Well, they bring in this program director who's a fucking idiot and doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and as my contract was coming to an end, he's like, yeah, we're not going to renew you. I just don't think you fit right on the station. I'm like, okay. So then they moved me over to the oldie station and I did middays there for like two years. And then here's a shock. The rock station didn't make it. And they flipped that to classic hits. So and, which is like WOMC kind of like, okay. Okay. I was about to so they flipped that hits. to classic hits. They need live bodies. Afternoon drive me. I go there. I'm doing afternoon drive. It blew up really quick. It, it was very strong in the ratings for like the first year, year and a half. And then kind of trickled, kind of right. fell down a little bit right. in the ratings. Um, at that point they decided, Hey, I mean, it's kind of like 106.7 or 98.7 here in town. The, the formats keep changing every couple of years. All the time. That's what this, that's what this frequency was in Minneapolis for uh, iHeart or Clear Channel. Um, and at this point, they decided to go smooth jazz. And there was no way I was going to work on a smooth jazz station. Good so Lord, they cut me loose. Yeah. And that's June of 2003. I ended up here uh, in November of 2003. My start date was November 10th which was my 36th birthday. Wow. Crazy how it all lines up, doesn't it? It it really although at the time, you know, you're losing it. Right. You know, cuz you're I was out of work for 4 months and the funny thing about this was I got a call about this job about a week after I got nuked in Minneapolis. Okay. And and the guy I'll never forget, his name's Greg Osham, great dude. He's like, "Hey, uh how would you like to come to Detroit and get some revenge on iHeart? I'm like, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go for let's it. Let's go. Pack them up and let's move. Go. Let's go. But it took them a while to get everything in order and to, to get me on board. But once they did, uh, yeah, and I've been here for 17 years. That's crazy. So when you're here at 963, have you always been in the morning? Yes. So your sleep schedule is completely like, oh, yeah. You fall asleep like eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I'm out wild. Cold. I'm out that's, cold. That's, so when you're here, though, at 96.3, is it kind of like the same thing in Minneapolis? You get to meet all these cool guests? Not quite as much. Uh, that was more because it was country. Right. Okay. So that's why I'm wondering if there's like a difference between like different genres of stations. Yeah. Um, here, like I've only had a few. I mean, we've had a few. We haven't had a lot, not compared to the country format. Right. Um, we've had like, I remember having train. They were... I think it was when Drops of Jupiter came out. Okay. We actually had them debut that song on my show. That's cool. And they were, That's a and we big song. In, it was a huge song. Yeah. And we had no idea it was going to be that big, but it was ginormous. And what we did was they did a thing for us on my show. And then we had them in this other studio in our, like we've got like 10 or 12 studios. And they would do that song repeatedly and then do interviews from that studio for other radio stations around the country that morning. That's super cool. So we'd cool. walk by and, right. and there's the guy, there's Pat Monahan chatting away with some guy in Tuscaloosa or wherever the hell. That's crazy. That's so fun yeah. though. Like, I feel like you've had like this interesting, like just move of events and then everybody in radio like knows everybody. If that, Kinda. you can say that. Kind Ooh. of. 
A little bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's, it's like a least... small, it's a smaller group of like, I didn't think people from like upper Minnesota, like all over the place would you kind of like have the same niche of people. Oh. oh yeah. And then, you know, the internet and social media definitely brings it even closer. Right. You can That's check awesome. on, like if there's somebody that you like that you kind of admire, maybe you want to kind of emulate them or whatever, you can listen to their stuff all the time and get ideas. Right. That's so, that is cool. I mean, like that's how it's, everything's changing. So I got a couple final questions. Number one, right. how have you managed to like stay motivated from being at home? You know, you used to be in the studio all the time. And I think it's easier to be face to face with somebody talking than it is to be in your basement, right? Trying to zoom someone, trying to talk to them. How have you made it work? Like, what have you done to be able to wake up every morning, not have to drive, not have to do this, just go downstairs? Well, uh, I love driving to work. I right. like that. I like the experience of it. So I've missed that. Right. Um, and I all, and you're right. I totally feed off the energy of other, other people. people. You know, yeah. Lauren and Matt being in the studio and like, there's a difference. Right. To talking to them over something like this versus in person. Right. However, um, I think we're close enough and we know each other well enough, you know, to launch a new show during this time would be difficult. Right. To try and build that connection. Because you, know? you don't really know each other yet. Right. Right. So we know each other pretty well. And there are certain things that, I mean, we can see each other because we've got like a, we do StreamYard. So we can see each other. And I know that Lauren's done making her point when she does this thing with her head or whatever. Right. Or so you Matt. have a way to like bounce it off of each other. Okay. Right. Exactly. But there is that slight itty bitty delay of a, like a quarter of a second or something like that. Right. That to my ears, it would be really cool if, if Lauren or Matt responded then, as opposed to then. Right. You know that, what little, I mean? that little bit of a pause makes a difference. Right. And I think to the listeners, they probably don't even notice. I mean, right. most people think that we're still in the studio. Right. Which is crazy to be able to like, right. Yeah. You can go from being in the studio to, you can still have your show from people being at their house. Right. Yeah. Which is super cool. I think that's super cool. Okay. Two final like, questions. Number okay. one, what kind of music have you been listening to lately? Like, what do you like your favorite song, your playlist that you listen to? What is it? Eddie Van Halen died on October 5th and I've been listening to nothing but nothing, but <laughs> nothing but Van Halen. That's I, awesome. I grew, I grew up with Van Halen and um, not that I'd gotten away from, I kind of had, Hadn't really listened to much Van Halen over the past several years. And I've just been like, I, I go on YouTube and I watch Van Halen videos. Really? I, the guy, cause I play. Right. So you have your own band. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he was so good. He was, Fires, there were is, so is many things like a, about him. Right. Is he like fire you up? He like, you watch him play. Yeah. And like, I need to play. Oh yeah. That's Very so cool. inspiring. And that's so cool. And it's just kind of cool to see all the stories about him and his son, Wolfgang. Okay. And how cool it was for him to have Wolfgang in the band. Right. And I've come to this conclusion. It's kind of a hot take. Wolfgang, better bass player and singer than Michael Anthony. That is a hot take to say. Like that's and are you are you willing to put your name on that take? I will put my name on that, Alex. You have it. You have the take. I I like taking hot takes because if you don't take hot takes, you're never gonna like drop right. any type of volume with it. None. So and no one take. wants a lukewarm take anyway. No, it wants to be a hot take. I like that. that. I mean, I, that might actually be a lukewarm take. That might be. <laughs> <who cares? laughs> I think it's a hot but, take for people listening. They don't know. Hot take. I like it. Yeah. 
That's super but, cool. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to a ton of Van Halen lately. Uh, a lot of Iron Maiden, all my usual suspects, right. Led Zeppelin, Rush, that kind right. of stuff. Are you like a louder the music, the better? Like turn it up all the way? Yes. Okay, the louder the better. I'm the same way. Like the louder I have it hearing is, the... issues because of it. Right. Like sound system in your car like has to be like oh yeah, notch. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Final question: If you all had right. one piece of advice for the people listening, whether that be for people that are trying to get into radio, people trying to start their own band, for whoever, what would it be? Um, my advice is: Don't be afraid to ask. Ask for what you want. Okay. Do you I want like that. This? ask for it because you never know the worst they can say is no one of the things you know when you had asked earlier about not going to the studio and all that one of the things i miss a lot about that is strolling down the hallway saying hi to the program director in person right saying hi to the operations manager in person the general manager or the salesperson or the sales manager or whomever those conversations for me have always been the most beneficial for everyone because We'll be talking about completely nothing and it leads to something. Right. And an idea will pop into your head at that moment. You'll be like, hey, what if blah, 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 blah. And the right. boss goes, you know what? We should totally do that. Could we do that? Yeah, we can. Let's do it. Boom. I like that. And you don't get that when you're working at home. No. I mean, I text these guys uh, once in a while. Like if I get an idea for something, I'll be like, hey, we should do blah, 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 blah. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but that's how it would be if we were in person. But I miss that connection. But to answer your question, yeah, I would just ask for what I want. I tell ask my kids that all the time. No one else is going to ask on your behalf better than you. Right. I really so like that. Be, yeah. You have to be your number one uh, advocate. I like that. Because if you don't ask, it's always a no. It's always a no. I like the that. unanswered question is always a no. That's great advice. I think people need to listen to that more of like, because if you don't ask, if you don't go up to someone, say hi to someone, it's always going to be no. Right. No, you're I absolutely like right. I like that. And Mr. You Fowler. Asked, no, let's keep going. Keep going. Alex, yes. you asked, would I, asked. I do the podcast? And yeah. the answer was yes. <laughs> That's right. If I never asked, it would never happen. Exactly. That's why you should see my Instagram keeps getting shut down because I DM so many celebrities and they think I'm a spam account. <laughs> they think you're a stalker. They think a I'm bot. a stalker and a spam. They sent me a message saying they're going to shut my account down permanently if I keep That's DMing hilarious. so many celebrities. I'm going to keep DMing. I'll make a new account if I get shut down. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Grind. Keep doing it. Mr. Fowler, this yep. was awesome. Thank you so much. Huge shout out to Mr. Fowler for coming on the show. Uh, as you guys know, he literally has my dream job. So it was super cool to get some like background information and inside scoop of like how his story took place, how he got into radio. I don't know about you guys, but I think it's pretty fucking crazy that he was working as a uh, like switchboard operator in the radio room, like doing the weather at 14 years old. Like think about what other 14 year olds are doing. I think that's badass. So again, huge shout out to Mr. Fowler for coming on the show. All right, we got a quick episode today. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, I hope you all, however you're celebrating, are staying safe, enjoying your time with family, friends, whether that's over Zoom, in person, whatever floats your boat. Uh, I hope you're all safe. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time with family and just, you know, be thankful for everything that we have this week. You know, yeah, it's been a shitty year, but we're going to get better. Uh, we're almost out of this, guys. There's light at the end of the tunnel, and when we're all done, 
we're going to be partying our ass off and we're going to be happy to see loved ones we haven't seen in a while. So just a five daily reminders. Number one, you are amazing. Number two, you can achieve anything. Three, positivity is a choice. Make the right choice. Four, your limitations are only in your imagination. Don't set them on yourself. Number five, don't settle, period. Know your self-worth. Let's have some self-confidence this week. Like Mr. Fowler said, it's a no if you don't ask, right? It's always a no if you don't ask. So ask for that raise. Ask for that promotion. Go find that person you want to date. Ask them out, right? Don't be afraid to ask. That's the only way you're going to get anywhere. So that's the show. Like I said before, I hope you have a very, very, very lovely Thanksgiving. I'm super thankful for every single one of you guys that listens to this show. Uh, it really helps me out, and I hope anything that we say you know, helps you guys out too. So you're amazing. I'm super thankful for you guys. Let's be thankful. Let's live thankful, and let's have a great week. Sound good? All right, you guys are amazing. Thanks for listening. Cheers. You might take me a